these services happen. We wish to remind you that our in-person services are live streamed on our YouTube channel, Virtual Trinity UCC Summerside. Offering plates will continue to be available at the entrances, so please check the bulletin for other ways to give or contact the church office if you require assistance. To assist you with the activities during Lent, a couple of newsletters have been circulated. One you've seen before, and this new one is at the doors. So um, you can get it in print, or um, I'm sure if you asked Wendy, this would be available in PDF for you. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and our service features the Trinity Players, the Junior Church, and the Trinity Choir. Come and join us and wave our palm branches. For all other information on the life and work of Trinity, a copy of the bulletin can be found on Trinity's website, trinitysummerside.ca, or available by contacting the church office. Two Sundays ago, March 12th, the in-person church service and access to the sanctuary was canceled. There was maintenance required to the attic space, and out of an abundance of caution, all activity in the sanctuary was suspended until an engineer could come in and ensure the property team that the building was safe. Once the structural engineer from Coles Associates completed his investigation and assessment, his report stated that the building was structurally sound. The Council of Trinity, on behalf of the Council and its many teams, the Board of Trustees, and all our Trinity family, thank you to the property team for their due diligence in the care and maintenance of the building and the ensured safety for staff and all others who use this building. We acknowledge that the land upon which we gather is unceded Mi'kmaq territory. Epicwit, Prince Edward Island, is covered by the historic treaties of peace and friendship. We pay our respects to the indigenous Mi'kmaq people who have occupied this island for over 12,000 years, past, present, and future. Good morning and welcome. It's wonderful to have you here today. I know you are brave people because we were kind of worried about the weather, but you have come here and you're in this space, be it online if you're home today, that is fine, or in person. We come and we make space in this time of Lent to worship together. As we prepare, as Nancy said, for Holy Week, I also want to mention that for folks over in this side of the church, we realize that this screen and projector is not working, but we promise that as of Tuesday, we're hoping to, to start to investigate what's going on there. Now, all the hymns, if you're in this side and you don't want to move over, because I know what people are like, they like to stay in their places, um, there are hymn books for more voices at the back of the church, and Voices United are in the pew. Or you can squeeze over really tight, and you can try to read all the words on those screens. All the information is in your bulletin, though. Also today, we were just talking as part of our worship team, as part of council, and with the staff about many people who watch very much every single Sunday. They're part of our faith community. They're watching online. And even in my Bible study on Friday, I have people as far away as Ontario that take part every single Friday morning. And I know that there is a very special watcher out there, and she is worshiping with us now. And that's Tim, Tim Griffin, who's in our choir, his mom, Barbara. So let's all say hi, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. hi. all the way in Ontario, correct? <laughs> exactly. We are reaching people all over the place. Also, while I was away, Nancy also said that we had some birthdays. Last week, uh, David Dodds was in the congregation, never said a word, but it was his birthday last Sunday, correct, David? <laughs> right. And I also know that Ethelyn Phillips, uh, she had a birthday on March the 16th, and she's watching from home, so happy birthday. And we also, within the congregation, we have a birthday girl, Toyce Miller is here, right here, birthday girl, and I believe your birthday's on the 27th. Now, Barb uh, Francoeur, I don't think is here today, but she'll probably be watching from home. She has a birthday on the 31st. Any other birthdays? The youth are like, no, no other birthdays. <laughs> Let us now sing happy birthday, dear friend. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear friend. 
wonderful that we can celebrate together for births and birthdays and just to be able to be in a place where we can pause for a moment in our busy weeks to be in this place. Let us prepare ourselves for worship. And we recognize that presence as we light the Christ candle, a sign of Christ's presence with us, not only within this sanctuary, but we carry that light with us out into the world. to worship. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. from your hand. 
again join our voices in the gathering prayer. Loving God, we begin the journey towards the cross in this season of Lent. We come with hearts ready to respond, a will that is open to your wisdom. We come together as a community of faith and prepare ourselves. This road will take us to the foot of the cross. Find the stone rolled away and victory in the early morning of Easter. And as a Christian family, let us join our voices and pray the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I would like those who are either visiting with us, or children visiting with us, or those who are part of Junior Church or want to try out Junior Church, to come forward and sit up on the steps. We have a little bit of a story, and I have a little bit of a video to show you today. Remember, we're on live stream, so... You may go on YouTube, but come on up to the steps if you'd like. All right, have a seat. Wonderful. We've got some of our teachers. Good. Welcome, welcome. You guys are really brave. I'm, I'm surprised we have this many. Hello. I'm surprised we have this many today. Hello. So this past week, since I returned from study leave, I have been really bragging about you. I've been bragging about you even in Halifax. I was in Halifax a couple weeks ago, and I bragged about Junior Church. I was bragging about you. I know, it's pretty cool. And all is. And all the way in Halifax. And one of the things I bragged about, was, and I think it's a really good thing that you do, is you support, as Nancy talked about last week, the food box program. Every single week you bring in an item, or you're invited to bring in an item, and there's two boxes at the church. But you take care of that, and in doing so, you're taking care of people. Today I want to show you a video about what we're doing as a church in April to take care of people. But you know what? It's from these folks. The idea, the participation, it's these folks. So I think we should give them a round of applause, right? <laughs> Absorb that. Now today also, we're going to share in the story, and you're going to learn a little bit about Lazarus and the relationship that Jesus has with Lazarus and the family. And Jesus, and Jesus comes and helps Lazarus, just like you're helping every single Sunday when you bring in an item. Gwen, can you show us that video of how we are helping? Let's watch up here. And make sure the volume, please. There should be volume. Uh, 
figuring out the volume, uh, we'll play, but there's going to be some talk. If not, I'll share with you what we said in the video. There we go. Hi, everyone. Anna Bessie is here to help me load this bag with some food box items. And as you know, on April the 8th at between 10.30 and noontime, we're having another food box blitz. And every single Sunday, we ask folks to bring in items for the food box that can go in the food box. And Sunday School Junior Church, they offer one per week as well. One, right? Yes. And even Anna Bessie, you've, you've packed food boxes, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, so let's put all the stuff that we're going to donate for the food box in this bag. I'm going to put them in one yep. thing at a time. Okay, I'm going to put this in. And I'm going to put this. And you're going to put that in. Great. Oh, good. There we go. And this one. What else is there? Got this one. That. And that. So we put in the food box blitz some extra things but each week we bring in one item and we are encouraging you we're commissioning you to bring in one item a week to help out with the food boxes and we're going to show you a video that you just seen of the room and how our shelves are getting a little bit low so this food box blitz will help out a lot so stop by the church just pull up and our volunteers will run out and get your food box uh, items and bring them in, non-perishable food items as well as anything to do with uh, toothpaste or soap or anything like that we can put in the food box will be greatly appreciated. And that's 10.30 to noontime on April the 8th, right? Yeah. You're going to help out? Yeah. Good. All right, so put your bag together, bring it, bring it up to the church. Our volunteers will run out. They'll get it from you, bring them in, and they'll sort them and put them on the shelves so that we can fill our food boxes and make sure our shelves are well stocked. Right? Thank you. So that's April the 8th, 10.30 till noon. That's how you just pull up. You don't even have to get out of the car. We'll come out and get your food box donations. And now we're going to hear the story of Lazarus. Three of Jesus' good friends included a man named Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. Jesus was on a long journey when he found out that Lazarus was dying. It took Jesus a few days to travel to see his sick friend. When Jesus arrived, he saw Lazarus' sister, Martha. She had some sad news. Jesus, Lazarus is dead, cried Martha. I wish you could have arrived earlier. You might have been able to save him. Jesus tried to comfort her. Martha, don't be sad. Lazarus will live again. Martha believed what Jesus had said. Then Lazarus' other sister, Mary, came to greet Jesus. She wished Jesus had come sooner, too. Jesus, if you had been here, Lazarus might still be alive, she wept. She also believed that Jesus would have healed her brother. Jesus was sad because Lazarus died, too. He cried and cried. Jesus, Martha, and Mary went to the tomb where Lazarus was buried. Jesus told some people standing there, Take the stone away from the tomb. The people were surprised at what Jesus said. Martha reminded Jesus that Lazarus had been dead for four days. They had already made his body ready for burial by wrapping it in special clothes. But Jesus knew what he was doing. He insisted that they open the tomb. With a heavy stone rolled away, Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. The people were frightened and amazed when Lazarus came out of the tomb. Since his hands and feet were all wrapped up in the burial clothes, the people had to help Lazarus. When the people saw Lazarus was alive again, they laughed and sang and danced. Many people that day believed Jesus would bring new life to all people. Every week, when we offer our gifts and our talents, we are bringing new life to everyone. And that is through singing, that is through you being here. So let us join our voices in song as you head out to Junior Church.
To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it can't. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, then the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit that dwells in you. Loving God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, dear God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. To set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. As some of you may know, over the last two weeks, I've been exploring spirituality and how our spiritual being evolves as we age. It is no surprise to any of us that as we age, we physically change. That is also true when it comes to our spiritual side of self. It changes as well. Our lived experiences, the changes within our daily lives, all of a sudden limitations that we might have, new ways to do things, all these changes that come with age may directly affect how we might come then to God, how we might come to our faith. For example, maybe due to physical or wellness limitations, we worship online, call into sermon by phone, or even listen to the podcast offered here at Trinity every single week. Maybe we are delighted to come back to in-person in worship and now have space for extra security of bringing walking aids. And maybe we love to sign up for small group studies because we're finally retired and can put more time into growing our spirituality, expanding our faith in shared wisdom with others. 
to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Today, in both the gospel lesson shared by Hannah and the epistle shared by Kelly, we are asked to look at what we believe and how we believe. And even offered a glimpse as to how that might change over time to look at our relationship with God and how we respond to God in the past, in the present, and how that response continues to evolve into our future. Key word being relationship and key action being the evolution of relationship. That takes action. Who are we within our faith? Who am I within this faith? And how does that shape our here and now? Are we intertwined with each other? Are they even intertwined with each other? Are mind, body, and spirit, are they connecting? Or are we just focusing on maybe the mind or the body and not so much the spirit? I have said so many times that this Christian faith is about relationship. And relationships, no matter how the relationships are created and how they evolve, they include a needed response. To be in a relationship is a two-way or even a multi-way street. We see that in today's scripture, the complexity of relationship, earthly, heavenly, worldly, and spiritual. One thing that rises to the top in both the scripture lessons is the importance of response ours and God's. You see in the junior church and how they're responding to a need in this world. It takes response. And doing nothing is a response. Paul in Romans says, but you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit since the spirit of a God dwells in you. Every single Sunday we light the Christ candle as a reminder of that light, of that spirit that dwells within us. What are we going to do with it? Our faith and our faith journeys throughout the many chapters of our lives brings us to moments when we discover that the spiritual side of each of us is suddenly important. It's always important. But sometimes it takes a little push for us to see it as important. Our relationship with the divine is important, not only to us, but it's important to God. We are spiritual beings, and as Christians, how we come, how we come in our faith relationship to God, how we come in our faith relationship with Jesus, the Word made flesh, that is our way to God. That is part of our spiritual journey. And during this time in Lent, we are brought to Jesus, and Jesus is brought to us in a variety of ways. All these ways point to that one question that we've been journeying with all throughout Lent. Who is Jesus to us? Even in the last two weeks, through the online services and the one that Nancy led on behalf of the worship team, scripture was used in a way to make us think about how those texts, how the Bible is represented to us here and now, and how those conversations are shared with one another on what and how we believe, and that it's okay to have those conversations looking at ourselves in the way of mind, body, and spirit. And even if you meet someone who comes to their faith in a whole different way and comes to God in a whole different way, that we can love and learn from one another. In truly exploring mind, body, and spirit, we become connected to this world and the faith side of what we as Christians call the heavenly realm. We ask questions. We listen. We read scripture, as Nancy suggested last week. We debate. We pray. Our spiritual component, then, through all of that, evolves. Like Paul, we are asked to think about what that means for each of us. Paul did that often through his letters. Paul shares his thoughts on these realities within today's text and offers us a bit more detail a little later in Romans, when he looks at this new life, this new life in Christ. Paul says in Romans 12, 
verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, on the basis of God's mercy, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. You coming here is in this reasonable act of worship. You online is a reasonable act of worship. We bring our all to worship in whatever capacity, in whatever capacity that is, we bring our all to worship. Not just our minds, not just our spirit, not just our bodies. We are to bring all of us as we are, where we are. And that is our response to this faith called Christianity. It is our way to God. We see that in our gospel lesson as well, when Martha says to Jesus, if only you were here, you, the Son of God, our friend, our companion, our way to God, if only you were here. In her distress, she continues to show her deep faith in God, in Jesus. However, her faith brings her to this new reality of seeing God respond to her, to Mary, to Lazarus, and to all of us here today. Lazarus comes out of the tomb. New life. How we see life here and into the next realm was offered that day, and it's offered to us today how we are to see life here and into the heavenly realm, a glimpse of the promise of life eternal that Jesus promised us in and through Jesus. And we are commissioned then to respond in this world and to look at, explore, learn, create places and spaces where we can grow our faith and within that relationship with one another and God. The external of this world will influence us. The changing of our very bodies will influence us. However, throughout all of this, there is an inward component that we must not ignore. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, and I'm going to use the message version of the Bible this time. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without unfolding grace. And as Alice Freiling states in her book, Aging Faithfully, as we age, we learn to offer ourselves to God for inward renewal. As we age, God invites us to notice new life on the inside as his grace unfolds in us every day. We need to take notice and witness how these holy texts change us, how we might be challenged by these texts, how we might remember to love one another and each other, to love the creator who loves us, each of us. The earthly world will change us, it will challenge us, and yet we're called to respond in ways that will create a place of justice, inclusion, hope, peace, joy, and love. And if we're not doing those things, we are not living into Christ's teachings. Inclusion, justice, hope, peace, joy, and love. When we are tired, we need to claim a time of rest. When we are joy-filled, we need to share that joy. When we feel disconnected, we need to reconnect. When we see oppression created, when we see oppression, we need to create space where justice will prevail. Where there is darkness, bring light, a light of hope. In doing so, we create this peace that Paul lifts up in Romans, to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So where is your mind at today? How does your body feel? 
How is the Holy Spirit nudging at you today? We do not have to do all of this on our own. That's the good news. Those who are the more experienced within this congregation probably knows that better than most. We can learn from this. We can come to God for response. And we also are commissioned to respond back to God. We are the hands and the feet of this Christian faith in this world. We can walk with each other, respond to each other. And as the hymn, Spirit God Be Our Breath, reminds us, this is not always easy. We ask God to blow through us, bringing strength to move on, when the world seems inward, defensive, withdrawn, we ask God to help us respond. To help us see more clearly. To grow more certain. To calm our fears. And today, that is all Paul and Martha are asking for. And within their responses, we see God respond back into their lives and as such, responding back into ours. This Lenten message starts to feel very much like Easter. But we're not there. Not yet. All glory is God's. Amen. changing impossibly quickly. Ice melting, forests are burning, and deserts are becoming drier. In Canada and around the world, we are feeling the effects of climate change. 
Around the world, billions of people living in the far north and the global south feel the greatest effects of the shifting climate, even though they contribute the least to the climate crisis. They pump less CO2 into our atmosphere, and they're producing fewer plastics, using less oil and gas. But it is their climates that are changing the most. It's not fair. But we can do something about it. We can be an answer to people's prayers. Our new creed calls us to live with respect in creation as stewards and caretakers of our planet. And we, while we cannot completely stop the effects of climate change, we can help those who are most affected by it. <clears throat> Be a difference maker. If you make a gift to mission and service this Easter, your money will go to support men and women in the far north and the global south as they adapt to climate change. They need our help. They need it desperately. It would make a gift that stretches to the corners of the world and would save and improve lives. <clears throat> Your gifts will help our many global partners like Women for Change, with whom we have partnered for more than 30 years. Women for Change helps to educate and empower women in Zambia, helping them adapt to the realities of climate change. As crops fail, Women for Change is teaching women sustainable farming techniques. As wells dry up, they're drilling new ones. Every dollar you make makes a difference. Every dollar you give helps to save lives in the face of climate crisis. Will you be a life changer? Thank you, Sharon. Each week, we are reminded that even those small responses, those gifts, those just our time and being able to be present to one another, not only affects what's happening here, but around the world and how every amount makes a difference. In May, we're actually going to spend some time. I'm so glad that you mentioned the, the new creed. We're going to spend some time on the new creed and talk about that commitment that we have to community, not just here, but around the world and what that looks like in faith and with one another. Today, it's an important component of any worship service. We pause to lift up and to bless the offering. And we do that in so many different ways. Let us offer a time of prayer. Let us pray. Creator God, we bring our gifts. Bless them. We pray that the gifts received here today aid in the betterment of this world, that love is revealed, nourishment offered, and healing initiated. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
join me in prayer. And let us pray. Gracious God, open us to be transformed by your presence. When we see others who need our love and kindness, let us reach out. Let us respond. For everyone that is going through times of struggle, help us to feel your warmth, your love, your comfort, and give us the courage as a faith community to respond with the love that you graciously exhibit to us. Holy God, sometimes we don't allow room for the Holy Spirit. We try and shut her out. Give us the wisdom to listen and to learn from your teachings and inspire us to be present and engaged. Aid us in staying curious, asking questions, growing in faith. When we do so, we make room for new ideas. We make room for the holy. We make room for transformation. Loving God, show us how to truly love and show grace to one another, a love and grace that you show us. And when we become judgmental of others, give us the wisdom to pause, to discern, and to respond in better ways. Remind us that with time and response, we show welcome. We also pray that those in places of power make decisions with discerning hearts that show respect to all this world. We pray for peace. We pray for all the countries of the world to act with hearts to protect creation, to allow healing, to show love, and to create a place of peace. Let us now take a moment to silently pray for what is on our hearts today. You are there in the silence, loving God, and thank you for hearing our prayers. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
Today I want to thank you all for worshiping with us. I want to thank the Contemporary Choir and also the Trinity Choir. It's wonderful to have you back. It's wonderful to be here with Louise. It's wonderful to be back in the congregation again. And I think today our service is about that call. And we're so thankful for you all to answer the call daily, not only into this secular world, but out into your faith world. And in saying that, as you leave this place, I commission you all to be alert, to stand firm in the faith, to be valiant and strong, but let all that you do be done out of love. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen.